Hey, great. We got the beta show here uh, once again with the Church Digital Podcast. Uh, Jeff here, uh, joined once again uh, with Ray Diarmas, digital pastor uh, over at Christ Fellowship Miami. Uh, Ray, thanks for uh, joining us once again. By the way, we've got, if, you, if you're noticing, usually the beta show, it's just Ray and I, and we're talking and vamping about whatever. Uh, but for this one, we decided, hey, let's open it up and uh, let's bring some people on because I, I'll, I'll just tell you, I don't know a lot about this topic. Uh, and so the topic we're talking about today is, uh, hey, you know what? Facebook groups uh, are, are a thing. Uh, arguably, I would say it's probably one of the more effective tools available for creating community in context of church. Uh, and I don't know that we, the church, I don't know that we're using them well. And so uh, I asked uh, my, my friend here, uh, Jeanette Yates, uh, who I've had the honor of meeting with once, Tom Pounder, still haven't met you just saying that publicly. Uh, but I asked uh, Jeanette here, hey, um, I, I want to have this conversation about Facebook groups because I don't think we churches are doing it well. And, and uh, who, do, who do we need to talk to? Who can I talk to that can help us figure out Facebook groups? And, and Jeanette, uh, who's uh, over at, with Text in Church um, as the social media manager at, at Text in Church, says to me, hey, Jeff, you need to talk to Katie. You need to talk to Julianne. And, and so Katie uh, is a professor of marketing over at University of Mobile. And is also a, a great follow on, on social media as well as she's the founder of Church, the Church Communication uh, Group, and just phenomenal resources coming out 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 of there, as well as a Julianne here who is with Customer Care and a whole bunch of other titles and things that she does in context of Church Marketing University. And, and so we've got three ladies here in this conversation that know a lot more about Facebook and Facebook groups social media marketing, they live in this world. And, and so I, I actually, I want to learn something from this conversation uh, and things to experiment and to kind of try out here uh, in context of how to make our Facebook groups better, how to make church Facebook groups better. And, and I know Ray as well. Um, at Ray, as we're walking into this thing, do you, any, any thoughts here? What are you hoping to learn from this situation? You know, it's funny, Jeff, uh, about like a year and a half ago, we started our Facebook group for our church. And I remember Nona Jones was talking about how this was going to be part of the future. And I really wanted to put emphasis on this even over our page because I see the potential for it. But the hard thing is, is that it's still so new and so fresh that a lot of us don't know what to post that's different from our page. A lot of us don't know how to get people to interact. And so that could be a bit of a struggle. And so I'm really looking forward to learning from these ladies here today because, I, you know, especially for what we do at Christ Fellowship, Hey, we got a lot of people watching, but we want that engagement piece to tick up a whole lot too. And I think the group can definitely help. Awesome. So, hey, we're, we're setting up high praise here. We're, we're, we're looking to learn something. And so I'm going to put some pressure. By the way, before I, I put pressure on Jeanette, I, I'm, I'm always forgetting things. If you've got questions or comments, throw it here um, in, in, the, in the chat where, where you're watching. We're seeing that in the live broadcast and, and, and we'll throw it up here uh, through uh, StreamYard. And, and give access to that. So feel free to comment in uh, and engage with us. But Jeanette, I stalled enough for you here. We're, we're going to let you start off. Uh, give me something, practical advice, um, best practices, Facebook groups. How do we make this stuff better? So um, first of all, I just want to say <laughs> there's a lot you can do as a church with Facebook groups. I am going to share one way to take it. And I think Katie's probably going to go in a completely different direction, but that's okay. That's why I have her on here. But, um, you know, with the churches that I've worked with personally, like I have been on staff with them, um, they were really 
wanting to dive into Facebook groups, but not really knowing how to start. And so if, you know, and churches, they're all different sizes, all different types. And so what I suggested for um, these churches, the churches I was working with is start with the audience that you already have, which for most of the churches I was working with, basically their Facebook audience was their members. Like there wasn't too much engagement beyond that. And so I said, okay, so there you're still not having a conversation with your members online. So let's start with people we already know want to talk to us because they, they come to church on Sundays and they're, you know, emailing with us and things like that and texting. Um, let's start with them. And so there's a couple of different things you can do. Um, I know a couple of churches that have a Facebook group for their members. And this would be where you would share not the stuff that you're sharing on your page necessarily, although you might sometimes, but this is more of like that personal information. Can you pray for this person? Um, don't forget where um, we need volunteers for this thing or just engaging with them. Like, what did you think about, you know, today's sermon, you know, things like that, just having a group for all of your members. And then another church I know that does something really well is they have a really big, um, women's ministry that does a lot of work in the community. So they've started, they have a really active um, women's ministry church group, you know, Facebook group that's for their church. And of course that way, one of the things that's really neat in there, I mean, they talk about devotion, they share devotionals in there, they go live in there, they share recipes, they do childcare, discussion of childcare, things like that. But um, they also are able to then you don't necessarily have to be a member of the church to be invited into that group because if women are chit-chatting and having fun, you might be like, Oh, you've got to come in this group. We're having this great conversation this week about this. And that's an easy on-ramp for someone who might not actually be a member of the whole church, but they, you know, have several friends that are in this group that are talking. So that is what um, I suggest for someone who's like, we want to get started, but we just don't know where. And we don't, we don't, know how to create a group for the whole community necessarily just start with your members and create a place for them to gather um and and have conversation um and of course as we have said many times this year this is even more important in these days and times than it was before but it's been important for a while and it's even more important now that was said so mellow. This is it's it's, it's so important. It, it's it's like the, the the church lady from Saturday Night Live. Totally serious saying that right now. Yeah. I totally want to get into why uh, Julianne has a completely different perspective. I will, I'll get there in a second. Let me ask a, a, a follow up. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Is is it better to do like an an? I'm starting out. I'm fresh. Is it better to do like an all member for the entire church? That's broad scope, or is it better to do like a specific like a women's ministry or a young adult? like to, to really drill into more of, of a tighter demographic. Um, if, if I'm starting out, I'm kind of new at this thing. Give, give me some advice. How, what does that first group look like? So I would ask you, or I would ask the church that's asking this question, who's already engaging with you online on your Facebook page? What demographic there. is that? <laughs> and start that group. Okay. Uh, that's what I did with one of the churches I worked with. And the demographic was actually the older people of the church, um, the ones that spend a lot of time at home, 
online and they were ready to chit chat. I mean, they commented on every Bible verse I posted, every, any, any random thing. They were on it. They were the first comments, the first likes. I knew they were ready to talk. They want to talk. So I made sure that they had a place to talk from the very beginning. So that would be my suggestion is like, look, who's already wanting to communicate with you and go, go reach them, create something specifically for them. And I think it's Katie that I said might have a different. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're, I mean, we're, completely fine with, with, we're completely fine with Julianne. No issues with Julianne. Katie, Katie's got a completely different perspective. So no, I, I, I love I mean, that. I just, I, I just know that like she has all, you know, there's like lots of ideas in there <laughs> as with Julianne, I'm sure, but. Lot, lots of random ideas. Uh, yeah. So I actually just recently became a certified community manager through Facebook. So uh, that's really exciting. That's a brand new certification. They just launched and I got to be one of the first people to become one. I think I'm in like the first, I don't know, 100 or 200. There's not more than I don't think 200 people certified to do this yet. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I feel like I've studied a ton about groups recently, like, uh, just an enormous amount. And at first I, I think I, uh, Jeanette, I, I completely agree with what Jeanette says. So I don't really have like an opposing opinion. Right. What she had another, uh, another, yeah. way you could take like we have other things we can do. Like, this is good. I, I like to call it Jeanette calls like an internal strategy. Right. Um, and an internal strategy is good. It works. And that's important. Um, it's something I wanted to establish before I go into an external, like an outreach strategy is, um, there are many different types of groups. And so I think when you start a group, you'd be overwhelmed by the, uh, options or the different possibilities. And so I just think it's really important that we talk about maybe the different options there are. So there is a public group, which is very much like a page. Uh, I don't really know why you would ever want to use a public group, uh, uh, you could, when you can do the page. I, you know, I, I, there are some reasons. So the public groups can be monetized. Uh, they've launched brand partnerships and stuff with public groups. So, I mean, yeah, that's a great reason right there, making money. Um, but, but for a church, a public group doesn't make a lot of sense because uh, a closed group or what we call now a um, private hidden group, it used to be called closed. Uh, it's now called private and then hidden, two different options. Um, there's either public or private, hidden or visible. Okay, so a private hidden group, um, actually a private visible group, excuse me. You want to create a private visible group. So that means that it's still searchable. You can still find it on Facebook, but you can't see what's inside of it unless you join. Okay, so that's what the private means. Like you can't really see what's going on in there. You can see the members that are in there perhaps. Um, but you really can't see what's going on inside the group unless you join it. Uh, I think that the reason you want to use a private visible group is the exclusivity of it. Um, it makes people want to join it other than just look at it like a page. You don't necessarily have to like it to see what's going on in there. Uh, like a public group, you can see what's going on in the public group without joining it. So, okay, so we've got a private visible group. And then, so we talked about an internal strategy. I think internal strategies are great. I, I had several when I was working in a mega church, you could create, like we created one for the choir. So the choir had 200 members in it, which is basically a small church in and of itself. <laughs> um, and they would always talk about like, what are we wearing this Sunday? Or like, what songs are we singing again? You know, that kind of stuff. 
Um, and then we also did like repeating. I think it's really important to do uh, repeating topics when, when possible, when it makes sense, when there's enough conversation around something to do something that's repeating. So for us, uh, we found that like, what can we be praying for you? Um, asking that every single week inside of our internal communities was really important. And so it really kept, I think, that internal community connected with what was going on in their lives. And uh, then it, obviously we could pray for each other. And that was great. Uh, I think anytime that we can encourage prayer as a primary strategy, that's what we should do. So, um, okay. So an external strategy is really uh, how can we reach people who are outside of our church? And so there are already tons of community groups created in your community um, on Facebook. And, you know, a, a community group doesn't necessarily even have to be a Facebook group. It could be a page. It could be an Instagram account. Um, but there's already all these groups created or you can create a group. So either way, if you create a group, um, you do have to start from scratch. I would find 10 friends. And basically you're finding these niche kind of groups or you're finding neighborhood groups. So there's one here in Sarah land. It's like the voice of Sarah land or some voices of Sarah land. Um, and so you can join that and like talk about, you know, what's going on in Sarah land. Um, and usually they're full of trash. So if you can be a light in the darkness in a neighborhood group, I think that's what you should do. Like if you can encourage community in like a happy capacity, even if it's just limited to like, what's your favorite barbecue restaurant in town or something? I think that's really good because all we're trying to do in these neighborhood groups is create relationship. It's all I want you to do. I don't want you to like put out Bible verses every single day into all of these neighborhood groups. Um, because, I mean, Jesus didn't go around like throwing the Bible at people, right? When he uh, went to the woman at the well, he just asked her, you know, about her life and what she needed. And so I think that we need to just go into these uh, community groups. And maybe you create like a hiking group and every week you go hiking and you take pictures of your hike. And maybe eventually you can invite people to go on hi hikes with you. Um, and it's important that we create relationships because obviously I think we're all in these Christian bubbles, right? I think everybody's like in a big church bubble um, where like, I don't know how I'm supposed to meet other people who aren't Christians, right? I, I get that question a lot. Like, how do I meet people who aren't Christian? Um, well, you have to do things outside of your Christian bubble. Walk outside and go next door or across the street. To your yeah, like, just, yeah, like, go to your next door neighbor. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like there are people who are far, far from God. I think that we just like maybe assume, especially in the South, like we assume that everybody knows Jesus and everybody goes Great. to church. Great. Um, and maybe they kind of do. I think they're all culturally Christian. Like they all think that they're Christian. Um, so, you know, finding these opportunities where we can create real relationships, because if we can't create relationships, we can't have life change. Life change happens in the context of relationship. So how can I create more meaningful relationships is always my like end goal. Right. And I think as a church planter, that's your end goal, too. Right. Like you just want to create these relationships that are very meaningful so that people will eventually ask you about your life because obviously it is different and then they will want to come to church. Um, and so it's, uh, it's and join kind of your church time. members, Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe they want to join a church member Facebook group, but that will be, yeah, that'll be the end goal, right? Well, they're right. in that group, but first <laughs> you meet them in the group that they're already in. Right. Got to meet them where they're at. That's really cool, Katie. So you're telling us that Christians should kind of take charge in like subcultures that they're already part of 
outside of Christianity and saying, hey, we want to be involved in these spaces as a way to reach other people. Because when we were going to talk about groups, I was thinking of it mostly as the internal strategy part. And you're saying, hey, Christians have a huge opportunity here to reach out to people. Yeah, 100%. It's a very old evangelism strategy. I'm not like teaching some like brand new, like new age like, <laughs> evangelism strategy. I think people think like, ah, oh, that sounds so innovative and wild. And I'm like, no, it's just like what the church used to do, like with a basketball league, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever, yeah. except for they put their name on it. I don't want you to put your name on anything. We got so caught up in taking credit for everything that we forgot, like this was an outreach, right? <laughs> like, so um, you're telling you're telling me I can't start like a Royal Ambassadors, uh, Avengers, Marvel group or something along those lines? Like I shouldn't I mean, you do that? Do. Actually, if you started an RA like group, I 100% because like, okay, my brother was an RA, he's a Royal Ambassador. So this is very Southern Baptist. Ambassador. I was going to say, my you're, mind. You're like, you have no idea what Royal Ambassadors are. Yeah, it's a total. I know. I know. I will do my best to be a well-informed, responsible follower of Christ. You have <laughs> Julie, for is all your mind blowing right now? Do you know any of this? I know none of this. This is all news. <laughs> Awana, Awana, Julian, is Awana maybe more familiar with you? <laughs> yes, I wasn't in Awana, but yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, go on, Katie. Go on. Oh yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, they are a. So uh, it's funny, you know, RAs and GAs. I was actually super into Girls in Action. So there's RAs and GAs. Girls in Action was the girls' version. My brother was in the RA Basketball League. Um, so yes, I'm very familiar um, with this. And so yeah. So uh, anyway, you should just create like you should just go into groups that you're already in and like figure out how you can. Uh, reach out to people. Well, and a- this brings up a good point. I'm sorry, Jeff. Please, I know. I need to shut up. I'm sorry. No talk. I told you it's going to get crazy. Y'all go. But this is on point. I'm staying on topic. But I think this is something that we really, we really need to be teaching our people members. Yeah, 100%. Because we talk about discipleship all the time as churches, yeah. but we do not do a good job of connecting that to their online presence. Right. And I think that that is something, maybe that's the first Facebook group you <laughs> create is like, you know, what it really means to be a, you know, a Christ follower in real life and online. Like, how does this translate to, you know, we all know the things that we should, you know, how to let, you know, we, we've taken the, we've done the book studies, we've done the Bible studies on, you know, how to be a disciple of Jesus in the world, but we don't always translate that to our online presence. And I think that is something that is so important. And as part of this conversation, like Katie says, this does not have to be a, about Bible verses and, um, gifts that are not helpful um, <laughs> um, and sometimes don't mean what you think they mean. Um, this this is this is about real connection and real conversation with people where they already are. Where we're all entrenched in 37 Facebook groups about all the things that we love. And there's no reason we can't connect with people and bring them alongside us and walk alongside them. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because I think a lot of times when churches talk about like 
your online activity, if it's like in a sermon or whatever, it's always like you need to unplug or you need to be kind to people. And yes, like those things are both important. But if we can catch a vision for like, this is actually a place to do ministry. It is going to be so much more effective. And, you know, I mean, I think we've probably all been in places where people are like, you need to go where the people are. Well, like, I'm not the kind of person, you know, just going to say, like, I'm a young single woman. I'm not going to go to a bar and try and start strike up a conversation with someone to tell them about Jesus. I'm not going to do it, but I can join a Facebook group. You know, that is wise. That is helpful. And then I can, you know, make relationships that way in a way that is safe. And this so, is definitely probably not the way that people expected this direction to go. Sorry. I do this every time and I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I actually did have a woman uh, do that. Actually, Julian, I got a great like comment from somebody in a different group altogether, not even to mine. Um, and she was like, Katie, I heard about like your idea or whatever. And I actually joined our neighborhood group and they go on a walk every week or something. This was before Corona. Um, and she was like, they go on a walk every week. And so I went on the walk with them and I'm very introverted. And I, you know, I was kind of nervous about it. And she was like, I went on the walk with them. We had a great time. Somebody sent me home with some homemade pickles. I got to meet all their dogs. She was like, I think this is the best gospel like conversation and like possibility that I've had in years. Right. And I was like, yeah, exactly. It's so easy, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know, yeah. just be normal human to just show up to things. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, and just like, and you can do that completely online to begin with. Like, so there's really no intimidation factor. It's just like being a part and like and taking, uh, I don't know, action to like actually reach them. And you can create an intentional strategy to do that. You don't have to like, you can do it like little bit by little bit before like, you know, everybody even realizes you're sneaking into all their lives and becoming like really well known in the community. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, that's kind of what I had in with church communications, right? Like I, I didn't, nobody knew who I was like before 2015. I just snuck in there. Um, so, uh, you're so happy you did. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a crazy, it's just a different, I think God's really given me a heart for that. And I just, I, I just, we, we just should figure it out anyway. Sorry. I'm stumbling now. <laughs> well, I, I love this. And for the record, Ray, uh, I, I want to say that we made it 17 minutes into the beta show without saying the word discipleship. And then it came <laughs> up. We, we, we do this. Like we talk online discipleship, digital discipleship all the time. Like, and it feels like that's like the, the constant theme through the podcast and the other things that we do. And so can kind of honest, I'm just gonna share a little bit here. It's like, Hey, let's, let's talk, talk about some other stuff. Let's try to move away from some of the, the philosophical discipleship, talk about more practical things. Hey, Jeff, let's, let's get, you know, more detailed stuff. And so, Hey, let's bring some people together, some women, let's talk about Facebook groups. What can be more practical than Facebook groups? And even in Facebook groups, we end up talking about discipleship. And 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 I'll just tell you, Katie, that that outward facing strategy. I talk to to digital church planters. I talk digital. Hey guys, let's let's get involved in in the community Facebook groups. Meet people through there. I, I can tell you churches that have launched when the planner's in another state and he's built his core team off of Facebook groups in the city that he wants to launch his church into. Phenomenal strategy. We talk about it all the time. Never once have I thought, hey, church needs to launch an unbranded Facebook group in the community on a topic and, and, and start the conversations there. Um, 
be invite people into the, into that community. Completely different approach, honestly, than anything that I've I've ever thought on that. So, thank you towards that. That that's awesome. Uh, I got I got time for one more. Um, somebody okay. somebody give me. Go for it, Julianne. You're I up. I got one super practical tip, and it's just this: when you start a church Facebook group, the first thing is you need one person or some people who own that Facebook group. Preferably not the pastor, but if it has to, like somebody who owns a Facebook group. And the other thing is, this goes with it, turn on post approval because things can get crazy if you don't. And so you have your person or people who are in charge, have them check it every day or five days a week or whatever. Um, and make sure that you are tending to that community and that those people are you know, fostering the community, starting conversations, responding to people's questions. But you definitely want to have somebody that's in charge so that we're not just like, approving posts once, once a week, you know, when people no longer have their questions or prayer requests or whatever. Um, and that there's actual dialogue happening. And I think it goes back to what Jeanette said earlier about like, figure out who your top fans are, your people who are already online and already want that conversation, try to draw them in. If they need training, that's fine. Um, but you know, if they can take that on and kind of help you get the group going and get some momentum, that is, key and that goes for the branded or the unbranded like that's something that will work either way so love it let me let me yeah. ask on it that that was a, a very good uh tip there so I'm, I'm a pastor um maybe maybe i i feel like i need to overly control this um at, at what point do i let it go even out of a staff member let it go to a volunteer what 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 at, at what point should i could i or do i need to be involved in it Every, every step of the way. Coach me through here, that owning person. Is it a staff person? Is it a volunteer? What's that transition look like? To quote okay. Oswald, just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as the, as the pastor, do you control all the conversations that happen in your Sunday school classes? Ooh. Like, do you? Because that's what this is. It's, it's something that's a little more permanent and maybe visible, but that's what this is, is it's the conversations that would happen in your Sunday school classes or around the potluck or whatever. So oh, as a pastor, after church lunch, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't even know where those people are going, right? Like they, they could be saying whatever. So as a pastor, <laughs> you don't necessarily have to have control over the conversations that are happening. Now, there could be specific instances where you want a pastor in charge. For example, if this Facebook group, if you're following the Nona Jones model, where it, your Facebook group is your digital campus, you probably want a pastor in charge of that. But if it's just a place to connect with people in the community, um, put people obviously who are wise and whose discernment you trust um, in there. But at the end of the day, you don't have to control the conversations. You should be able to participate in them um, and be available if the people in charge of that have concerns, which will probably not happen as often as you think it's going to. Um, and, but otherwise, like, just think about it as like, you can't be in every Sunday school room at once. You don't have to be in the Facebook group and seeing all those conversations at once either. <laughs> so... Well said. I'm totally going to use the Sunday school line on a regular basis now. Okay. Julian, I'll, I'll give you credit for at least the first two, and then I'm probably just going to end up stealing. Perfect. So perfect. At least this is public record that, that Julianne came up with that. Who'd you borrow it from? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, this, this has been, this has been a, a, a great time. Uh, I've, I've loved it. I've learned a lot. Um, I, I know from now on that if, if I'm going to invite three ladies on a show, I'm just going to leave my mic muted and, and let y'all run because this has been definite. I, I, I somebody just, uh, tweeted this. I'll, I'll throw it in Facebook tweet. Sorry. Um, 
definitely go where people are, you know, and, and I think that's really um, one, one of the takeaways. I love this idea of external, love the the focus of internal, releasing and, and empowering others that understand the Facebook culture to run with. It's good stuff. Um, hey, Ray, uh, any, any closing thoughts here as, as we're landing the plane? Yeah, you know, I loved all the points brought up um, and especially, Julianne, what you talked about with having the right moderator in place, especially coming out of an, a very contested election season, a lot of difficulties where a lot of people wanted to get very vocal in church or just about different perspectives that are going on, especially in an era of misinformation where stuff's being spread. It's important to have somebody who's a moderator and to make sure and confirm with that moderator what is and what is not allowed. Be very, very clear and flag stuff as soon as you see it and make sure and kind of walk them yeah. through that because it can be very hard. Everybody especially can have like a different filter on that kind of thing. So make sure yeah. you're taking care on that end. Uh, yeah. Go, Julianne, were you going to mention I was going to say for sure, like one of the things that we do at work, and I think that this is actually a good thing for churches too, because we're very intentional at CMU about like developing community. Um, and so sometimes I, I'm like, you know, the head and I have other moderators that help me. And we all know like this is a drama free zone. So someone says something that, you know, we have people of all kinds of theological persuasions in there as far as like, they're all Christians, but Calvinists, Armenians, whatever. Um, if someone says something that could be considered insulting to another belief, we we just decline it and we say, hey, um, I'm really sorry, but we know that this conversation is gonna go out of control. So we're not going to. And so if you just say like, hey, this is a no drama zone. It's a, it's a place for us to love each other because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. That works better for your church groups, but you can still be polite about it. And like another one to say like, hey, this isn't for debate. This is for discussing whatever. Um, so. That's right. And and even on top of that, like things that we've had to deal with in our groups is folks even trying to like spam us with other internet yeah. pastors or, <laughs> you know, churches or different things. And and so that's where you have to be very clear on what the group is about. And that's where those group rules are super important at the beginning. And that's where a lot of that yes. at the beginning of the group can be very, very crucial. Yeah. Well, well, well said there. Yeah. Hey, so, so let, we're going to land the plane. By the way, I, I, I feel like we need to do this more often. Like I, Ray, I think we need to get like these ladies together. By the way, if you're not doing the three of you, should consider doing like a podcast, a video stream, something separately. Like it's it's hilarious, <laughs> it's fun, it's entertaining. Uh, but we we need to come up. Like I, I want you to become like the 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 my communications go to people. Like I, I need some more communications love in in, in, my, in my life. So we'll we'll have to to do this again if you all are willing. Of course, let's Wait, do this because you Mary all. Martha, so I'm just, sorry. What you just went to Mary Martha to communicate the resurrection. So I'm just saying, like clearly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Katie has a podcast. I mean, yeah. well, that's, that's actually where I wanted to go because you're great followers. So, so tell the audience here a, a, a little bit here, uh, like how we can find you on online. Jeanette, why don't, why don't you go first? Where, where can people find you and, and track, you know, what, what you're doing online? Okay. So Twitter is my jam. Uh, I do love some Twitter. So feel free to hop over there and follow me at Jeanette Yates. I also on Instagram am starting to talk about really what it means to to be purposeful with your social media um, profiles. Um, and I'm not necessarily sharing like, you know, how to be a good Christian, you know, but just talking about like how to be a person, like be a real person. And so I'm doing a lot of that on Instagram, which is another place that you can check, uh, check out that content, um, giving social media tips just for average people, like 
you know, think about these things before you post, things like that. Today, I did one that was like, hey, remember, behind every profile is a person. Be kind. Um, so I'm also at JNet Yates over there. Um, so anyway, those awesome. are my two. I love that. Katie, next up. So obviously podcast, number of things. Talk, talk about the church communications group. How can people find all the resources that you're providing online? Yeah, you can go to churchcommunications.com and find pretty much everything. Churchcommunications.com slash group if you want to join the group. Uh, we'd love to have you. We have about, I don't know, almost 28,000 church communicators in there and uh, just having a ball. Uh, you can also go to, go to katieallred.com. Uh, we've got an Instagram book out, Instagram posts that worked, uh, just examples across the country. If you uh, would like to see just some more stuff uh, about communications, these are actual practical examples from communicators just like you. And so I uh, would love to let you see a copy of this is on Amazon. Uh, you can go to churchcommunications.com slash Instabook if you would like to pick up a copy of that. Awesome. Like, like I said, one, one of, one of the great resources for churches in, in, in the communications realm, right over there at church communications.com, Julianne church marketing university, nothing to, to sneeze at yeah, either. Matt. Tell me a little bit about what, what you're doing and how people can follow what's going on there. Yeah. So, um, I am the, I was joking earlier on the CCCO. No one knows what that stands for, but I help the team over at CMU with social and customers and whatever, probably the best place to connect with me and kind of see what we're practicing in action is um, the church marketer Facebook group. It's different than Katie's group. It's smaller, um, but you can kind of, that's a great place to connect with me. I spend 90% of my time. You know, I'm also, I said it's smaller, but mighty, you know, (laughs) well, thank you. That's that's awesome. Well, well said. Well, ladies, thank you very much for joining us for uh, for for the stream here here at the Beta Show. Uh, questions, if you've got them in the audience, feel free to throw them in. We'll be engaging with the comments later on. If you've got questions uh, for the Church Digital to cover here on the Beta Show, text us at four eight four three two four eight seven two four four eight four three two four. 8724. I've got a lower third in there somewhere and I forgot to click it. It's been that kind of week. Hey, so for everybody that's on the screen right now, Ray, Jeanette, Katie, uh, Julianne, my name is Jeff with uh, the Church Digital and Stadia Church Planting. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time here at the beta show. Spider-Man, really? All right, y'all have a good day. Bye. (laughs)